0: This is episode 14. It's September 5th, 2020. So let's get started. All right, today I want to talk about strong opinions. Now, I am not going to say in this episode that it is wrong or bad to have strong opinions. But holding on to opinions too strong um, is kind of just a recipe for disaster. And one of the reasons that I particularly feel this way now, and felt like um, talking about it in this episode, is that it seems like a lot of people in the world have really strong opinions, like incredibly strong opinions. And uh, it just seems to me personally, like absolute truth is just incredibly rare and there's almost always gray area to situations i mean there probably always was but it's much easier to see that now and so the idea that you would hold on to an opinion so hard and so strongly when the actual absolute truth that's likely to be the case is doesn't have a counterpoint or another side to it is just so incredibly unlikely And so why are you holding on to any of your opinions so strongly in a world like that? Um, Yeah, so basically the the metaphor that I've been thinking about in coming up with this episode idea is the fact that uh, opinions are kind of like... Opinions are ways that help you or things that help you navigate the world. And because you basically apply your opinion or you form opinions... Based on the things you see, the things you experience, what you hear, read, listen—they're all kind of inputs um, to help you f- find your way around the world—and and you combine them with your your morals and decide what what actions you're going to take and how you're going to think. And it's kind of an interesting metaphor for um, actual navigational tools. So things like things like well, a compass seems like the obvious analog, but things like radar can help you navigate um like i've never used a sextant but i understand that it is a navigational tool um there's things like the ability to read constellations there's all kinds of tools that can help you navigate the world and the idea that for example you would want to hold on to an opinion like a sextant an old-fashioned way of navigating when better tools like satellites which i didn't think of earlier for some reason but now have come into my head um like imagine navigating by sextant when you could be navigating by satellite it's like the metaphor i'm trying to use here is that the idea that you would hold on to an opinion just because you have had it seems so silly and we should constantly be upgrading the tools we use to navigate the world. And similarly, we should be updating the opinions that we have if we find better ones, like the only way that I'm ever going to hold on to an opinion is if there's evidence to back up that it's a good one and that I'm right to have it. And there are several reasons that, that like several types of thing that can count for me as evidence that something is good and right. But other than that, like I have a lot of very weakly held opinions and and basically they're always couched in like almost any time these days. And like I said, there's a lot of gray area these days. Almost any time I'm asked to give an opinion or to form an opinion, I'm very, very careful to couch it in just a bunch of ifs and say, well, based on the information that I have here and based on this and this fact, uh, this is my opinion. I am happy to be shown evidence to the contrary, and that would definitely influence and possibly change my opinion. And that seems to me like a really, really obvious thing to do and to be able to to say, but it really seems a lot like some people out there are forming opinions based on, you know, kind of either just what they're told straight up or just kind of gut feelings and never really questioning them again. And if if they are questioned or asked about their opinion, they're more likely to double down than they are to say, oh, you know what? You're actually right. And it's just led us down a path as society that's so weird and kind of tragic in a way, because there's a lot of division these days in the world based on different opinions. And I genuinely think that if we could all just kind of accept that the other, like an opinion that's opposite to the one you hold might be right. Now I can think of certain cases where, again, like I said, it's possible to gather evidence for one opinion. It's possible to gather just a mountain of evidence for one opinion. But even then, I think it's really important to keep that evidence in mind and, and, And understand that other people might at least think they have evidence for an opinion that's opposite of yours. And to be able to discuss those opinions with a genuine understanding that you might not be right. And it feels really frustrating because, like, you can say that from the perspective of any opinion. um, And it actually does take the person who has that other opinion stopping and listening to you and an awful lot of this discourse going on right now, especially because we can't really all be in person. Um, It really feels like either two people with opposite opinions talking past one another to their um, choirs, like in in sense, the term preaching to the choir. Um, Everybody just listens to what they want to hear. but even in the rare occasion when we do gather in person, we're not actually listening like when you go to a protest and counter protesters show up or in a case in the cases of a lot of places in the United States the police show up um the the police or the counter protesters or whoever are not actually listening to the the protesters or whoever has come with kind of an opinion that it's supposed to be counter to the norm, like in the case of the Black Lives Matter protests, they are coming with an opinion that the that shouldn't be controversial, but they're coming with an opinion that tries to break an established idea. And the established idea that, that society is, has come up with, whether they are willing to admit it or not, is that Black lives don't matter more than they currently do because i think and i'm going to potentially word this badly i'm aware of that but i need to try and make this point obviously i am aware that black lives matter and i am absolutely not trying to say the phrase all lives matter because that is the dumbest thing you can possibly say in a time like this but what i am trying to say is that when it comes to these protests governments police um, these other groups that are protesting against or, or shutting down the Black Lives Matter movement, they are not listening to what those people protesting, whether they are actually Black people, whether they're members of that group or they're just allies supporting that group, they're not listening to what they're actually asking for, which is just to be at the, to be treated the same way as the the standard in American society white people. And the reason that they are getting this response of of pushback and not listening is that those white people are not willing to accept that the system actually is unequal. They're saying, no, it can't possibly be. I internally, in my heart, I know I'm not racist. And you telling me that I'm racist is not going to make me believe it. And it really takes the uh, people who have kind of seen the value and seen the reality of the Black Lives Matter movement and why it's necessary can definitely come along and say, no, listen, seriously, this system is messed up. And if we don't do something to fix it, we can't truly call this a fair society. And that's basically the point that they're at now, is that these groups are clashing all over the place, while the the entire purpose, like the... The specific Black Lives Matter movement that's going on right now in the U.S. is not just, it's not just the system is unequal and black people are in that, inside of that system worth less. Like that's not just what it is anymore. There's this new thing that has been added to it. And it technically it was part of it all along. I'm not, I'm not trying to say that it wasn't, but there's this new part, um, which has come along in, in, in more recent, um, protests. Which is talking about police brutality in general they're not just talking about um the fact that black people are killed by police more often which is which is extremely true and is part of the black lives matter movement but it's become such a bigger part because it's not just police brutality in one-off shootings or um like incredibly rough and improper treatment of black people but it also comes down to the fact that now we're seeing Anytime there's a protest, these people who are, again, these black people who are protesting and saying that we matter, um, they're not saying they're the only ones that matter, they're just saying they matter, are being met with examples, like perfect, precise examples of exactly what they're talking about, which is, you know, things like pepper spray, things like um, batons, things like just general violence, watching watching, whether it's the police or whether it's protesters who are saying, we like the police and we want them to defend us against you, even though black people are not actually being violent. Um, And so the the protection from the police is not necessary in this case. It's no more necessary than it is in any other, in situations involving any other race. Um, You get to this point where to me, coming in with my opinion, I'm able to understand the nuance when, when the Black Lives Matter movement and other movements and other people, because it's not just black people saying this now, when they say we want to defund the police, they are absolutely not saying, I can tell from outside the system, but um, there are people with opinions inside the system that are not listening to this. When they are saying defund the police, they're not saying we want no police, we want the police to have no money. What they're saying is... The police have this massive amount of money, and we want to defund it. We want the funding of what the police do to be smaller. And basically saying there's lots of evidence, again, we get into this opinions backed up by evidence thing, there's lots of evidence that police being sent into situations that aren't extremely specific and violent at a, in a perfect kind of way Police are not the best people. They're not best suited to deal with this. And in fact, most of the time, like an extremely overwhelmingly large amount of the time, violence being carried out against police is not the outcome that's going to happen. And, and in cases, and especially in most cases, in almost every case, again, these cases where you hear about whether or not it is, it is justified that a policeman or policewoman, kills a black man, like at a, at a normal traffic stop or something. It is, be, it is so clear there that police are not the best people to be dealing with the situation. And that's because, especially because the, the system itself has been, has been unjust for so long and whether or not that particular police officer is like, has hate in their heart. And, um, you know, Attends Klan meetings. It's not this it's not like it's like open overt racism. It's it's years or potentially decades Of little things little like other officers their superiors saying saying things its policies like the stop-and-frisk policy in New York It's the the entire system is pulling strings behind the scenes to say that it's putting police officers on edge when they enter situations where there might be some kind of racial tension when a white officer goes to arrest or stop a black person um, for whether it's for speeding, whether it's for something legitimate or not, the entire situation instantly, especially now, becomes extremely tense. And police are not good at de-escalating those situations. They seem to only be good at escalating them. And I'm not saying like I'm saying, I'm not saying there's every officer here I'm saying, that the way that things have been with the system in place now, tensions are more likely to escalate than deescalate because police are not given, if they're, if they are given the skills to deescalate a situation, they're not using them. And in most cases, it seems like they're not given those skills and it is possible to get that training. But at this point, like when you, when you as a white police officer walk up to a traffic stop for a black man, and you're thinking, how is this guy going to try and kill me during a routine traffic stop? Like you're already in the wrong. It doesn't matter what your opinion is. There there's no reason to think that unless you're given one other than the fact that the system, like whether you are racist yourself or not, the system behind you is, is racist in such a way that it, it makes you assume the worst. And that's the thing that we're trying to, that's the thing that's being discussed. And again, I'm not. I wouldn't say I'm part of this movement. I'm just. I'm just listening. Um, but the idea that police don't need to be sent to routine, like to do, like bylaw enforcement can check speeders. It doesn't need to be police. It doesn't need to be somebody armed to do a traffic stop. Nobody, like, nobody is out there. Like spe- people who are speeding are not out there, like, going on crime sprees. They're just people who are trying like trying to drive you don't need to bring a weapon you don't need any kind of there's there's no need for this heightened situation it can just be extremely calm and i know this because being in canada while i'm not saying that our institutions like police are not racist we do not have people being shot at traffic stops because of for, for whatever reason might be the case we're not we're not having these interactions i know it's possible and i still think that again, based on what I've seen, all these, all the evidence that I've seen from police budgets in Ontario, even in Canada, um, they're probably still too high. They probably don't need the money that they have. But um, we're not at the same point yet. We're not at this breaking point. And I still think that it's a good idea. Because, again, from the evidence I've seen, the institutions like police in Canada, even are racist. And we are, again, I think, Canada is a lot more likely and, and is taking steps to reduce that racism, but it is there. And I just, I went from strong opinions to like police brutality, but the main point here, and I'll, I'll wrap this up after this, is that you can have opinions, you can even have strong opinions, but you shouldn't have an opinion that's so strong that you're not willing to change it in the face of evidence. And honestly, the best thing we can do right now, the absolute best thing in society is is to listen to the other side a little bit. And you can, like, I watched the Republican National Convention a couple weeks ago, and I listened. And a lot of what I heard was just completely ridiculous. And a lot of what I heard was clearly aimed at, clearly aimed only at Republicans, and basically doubling down on what the last four years have been, which is really, really bad. They, like, the Republicans decided not to update their their electoral platform from a time when they weren't in power in 2016, when they did not have the presidency, to now, when they do. And that's, there's something just eerily weird about that. Like, I have a I have a pretty strong opinion that a Democratic elected government in the United States would be way better for the country and the world than a Republican one at this point, given the circumstances that we're in. Um, But that is an opinion, while strong, that is supported by tons and tons of evidence. And that's the important part. And the the other important part is that I am listening. And like I said, if what you're hearing scares you from the other side, not what your side says about the other side, but listening to the actual other side. If that scares you and you seek clarification and still find that it's troubling, um, that's probably a good indication that it's probably not great and and that opinion can kind of again let it solidify a little bit but don't don't close your mind so much that you're unwilling to hear what other people have to say what other opinions might be anyways that went on for too long but i'm glad that i said it and i hope you enjoy your weekend it is a saturday after all so thanks for listening i'll talk to you in the next one bye